G'day everyone, you're back with Maddie LeBrand on Soul Into Rhyme. I've just had a bit of hot chocolate there with Everyone's a Winner, and before that I had a bit of uh, standing on shaky ground, a couple of classics there. Uh, got a little bit of something to do with the NBA playoffs that are happening right now. Gee, there's a fair bit happening. I've got uh, you know, the NBA show coming up now. We've got the Oracle and Sneaky Pete from the Dark Web. I'm going to... Oracle, hello. <laughs> are you there? Sneaky Pete, are you there, mate? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, sneaky. Oracle's talking it up like he's around, but can't hear him. But, uh, mate, fair bit happened in the NBA there. Did you watch today's game? Certainly did. Oh, mate. I, for some reason, there's so much to like about the Suns, but I was rooting for the Clippers in that game. Do I just want to extend the... The you know the the series or what's going on? Why am I liking the Clippers? What, what are you thinking? Were you happy with the result? I'm a bit torn in this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I really really liked what the Clippers were putting on the court today. Yeah, me too. I really liked. I thought expertly coached side. I have to give it. Well, He's playing, Tyloo's playing chess with the pieces that he's got available. Yeah. And he's making some good moves and he's got them playing very well. And they have belief. And Paul George is playing with a lot of belief, even though he's been at the end of some some bad moments in this series. Those two free throws uh, in game two, I think. Um, yeah, missing right at the end. But he came back in 41 points, yeah. lots of rebounds, seven assists or so. It was a great performance. I think he's at his best when the game isn't tight at the end. You know, when he can he can just play and not have, you know, the last couple of minutes where he's got to hit three throws, got to hit big shots and things like that. I think he's at his best when the team's got a lead and he's great well, at that. They got a lead today thanks to our man, the one we know and love, Reggie Jackson. Oh. I, like, Paul George was the best player on the court, but Reggie Jackson had the best moments <laughs> on the court for me. He, that Those two those two three-pointers in a row followed by a, a, almost a half-contested half jam, it was just great. And he, he popped them personally. He, he got them got them back out because the sun kept coming. Oh yeah, kept, the sun like multiple times. I got within three, couldn't quite take the lead. It's the same thing that happened to the to the Clippers the other day. Remember when they got uh, really close and they had uh, the game tire or go ahead basket in their hand and they missed nine in a row. It was kind of a bit like that with um with uh, Phoenix today. But, um, yeah, Reggie Jackson, you just love seeing some of the battlers in the competition come to the fore and critical moments. Nicholas Batum as well. Like, and today, Marcus Morris Sr., yeah. starting with six from six. Yeah, he was on fire. Uh, he started the game on fire. So, um, oh, can I call him senior now? Like, I used to make fun of him. Uh, <laughs> can I call him senior now? Come on, senior. Well, today's performance. Yeah. Like, clutch. He's earned the six. He, He's earned the title. Yeah, he started the game off at clutch sneak. Like he, mm. he, he, he took the pressure off George, so he didn't have to do it all from the start. And that's what George needs. He needs other guys to step up, and they did. I thought uh, he he was brilliant at the beginning of the game. There, jacking up some points, putting them on the scoreboard, 
getting that momentum going. And I thought um, Senior did great in that area. I also kind of had a... I thought DeMarcus Cousins had some sneaky good moments in that first half where, um, you know, he did some uh, good things to keep the scoreboard ticking over. I don't think in the second... um, With the second units, they've got an answer for Boogie. I... Sarge minutes were terrible. Yeah, terrible. And I like that. Uh, and again, probably comes back to your great coaching call. You know. Uh, yeah, I think um, I think he's making all the right. This is not over. Oh no! I'm predicting. I reckon. I reckon they're going to win another one. It's going to seven, and that game seven will be the best game of the the conference finals. That's a big call, Pete. Yeah. What? It, it will be. Well, okay. Well, yeah, nothing's going on in that other series. No. <laughs> I think I think I think the Bucks will just give it to. Them. Yeah, no. I'll, but I'll, we'll stay on um, Phoenix for all. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the other um, fellow that I, I was quite impressed with, although you know he didn't exactly light up the scoreboard, some of Beverly's D and just you know leadership and and whatnot out there. I've fallen back in love with Pat Beverly. Like I think there was a period of time where. <laughs> I've always been a Beverly film. Yeah. I, I, my bona fides are, are quite established when it comes to my liking of Pat Bev. Yeah, look, I I liked him at the beginning, and then he went through this period of trying to be too smart or 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 too you know I don't know physical, tricky, you know, sneaky, whatever. And he was benched. I couldn't play him. Uh, and he thought, hang on, uh, I hope that he had the reckoning of like, hang on, get back to basics, play hard defense, play hard basketball. And I think he's been like, great. He's been a revelation, really, that, hey, this guy, he was given um, a fair bit of trouble to Chris Paul, you know, and... He was giving trouble to everyone, that is. If, if he switched on anyone, like, he's just like a mosquito. <laughs> yes, yes. I don't want to offend anyone, but, you know... Basketball's a bit different to other sports. Like they cruise during the season, but when you put something on the line, yeah. that's it, it, there has to be something on the line in basketball. The regular season games, you got your rivalries and your things like that. But when it's on the line, that's when they come to the fore. That's when you see the best out of Pat Bev, the niggler, and he's one of those guys with swagger because he can swag because he's he can turn a game. With his D. He can definitely... He's turn. not going to be lobbing in threes, but he, he's he's going to get Booker in foul trouble. Yeah. Something like that. You know, he's going to he's gonna make them earn their buckets and he's going to get like three, four, five steals. Yeah. Or, or at least disruptions, you know, where he might not get the steal, but yeah. he affects the play and maybe causes a turnover, you know. Um, and I like how animated he is too. You know, like he's he's walking away, nodding, <laughs> like he knows something. Yeah. Um, oh, even to the even to the the rest too. Even though, you know, there's there's something to be said for not going over the line with the referees. Yeah. But to be barking at him respectfully, and it looks like he's doing it respectfully because I know they're they're keeping their tees in the pocket, in uh. Which I like. Mm. Crowder could have been called for a T today after a call, and they put it away. Uh, and you know, but he's but to just to give that doubt into the the rest head, like did I do a, Is that right? Was that right? And then you know he might get one because he got one um, when uh, Chris Paul um, stuck his foot out and got the three uh, the three 
free throws. Oh, mate. And then and then later on, like, and you, and you see Pat Bev jawing about it. Yeah. And then um, later in the game, in a, I think a, the Suns were up by 10, and Chris Paul had a, something similar, but this time it was an actual foul on him, and they put the whistle away. Yeah. Oh, Could have easily been called. You know, and, and Chris Paul sort of laying there motionless, you know, uh, making sure he soaked up every bit of that, you know, uh, foul from Beverly. But, you know, Beverly's fighting through the screen. Even Javi said, you know, I wouldn't have called it a, um, you know, a flagrant. I-, I thought he was fighting through the screen. Paul jumped into him and got overturned, you know, overturned and legs in the air and fell on the ground. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, Chris Paul, you know. Uh, I- I'm, you know how we were talking earlier about us being torn? I'm torn because of my dislike for Chris Paul. I like Booker. You know, I, I like actually a, pretty much the rest of the Suns team. It's just him that I don't like. Uh, and, and, but you weigh that up against... There's some players here on the Clippers I like too. Not a huge um, Paul George fan, but... Uh, you know, you I, had to be a fan today. Oh, well. And Lou changing to, to the... Um, to the zone the instead zone. of playing man yeah. completely disrupted that that uh, pick and roll with Aton that they were doing to gra- even the double the double pick there was nothing of that today the the pick and roll was not working for Aton today no no I'm kind of just gonna throw out there are you are you there Oracle Maddie oh mate <laughs> hi how is everybody I'm well uh, yeah sorry okay, about mate? that I had a little bit of a mishap but yes. more good to go. <laughs> well, let's just uh, leave it at that. <laughs> yes. Can I just say, have you but, washed your hands? Yes, I have. Okay. And I, I have. Because this I needs to be a clean show because it's before nine o'clock, okay? So we need to yes, be clean. Yes. No, but I, I was able to listen. I heard that you were reacting to today's game. And um, I just wanted to echo what you guys were saying. And I was thinking that I didn't know which team I wanted to win, but I am dead against uh, Phoenix winning. Now, I've had enough of Chris Paul, and um, I, I'm more for the Clippers to get through. Well, hang on. What have you had enough of? Um, number one is all through the week talking about the point God, Chris Paul, how great he is, what a great leader. I'm sick of hearing all this garbage. And then when he plays, how he's flailing about everywhere, getting calls all the time and stuff. I... I've had enough of him now. Oh, let's go the clips. Well, what about introducing as Chris Paul, the future Hall of Famer? Ugh, sick of it. <laughs> uh, and, uh, the, the, the time when I thought, okay, that's it, that's when I've had enough, was when uh, Trey Young had a great game, like earlier on in the series, and they're posting pictures of him standing next to Chris Paul, saying it's Chris Paul's influence on him. I'm thinking. Give me a break. Anyone that's doing well, they're going to um, give Chris Paul a pat on the back for that. So I'm thinking, nah, I'm done. The other thing with, um, with Paul, you know, you know, there's all this hype around the Suns and I'm thinking, well, you know, fair enough. There's a lot to like, you know, young players playing hard D, playing good quality basketball. I, I'm not saying they're better without him. But he does come in and dominate the team. And some of these young players who have got a bit of something about him sort of have to take a little bit of a back seat, you know, because mm. it's, it's Chris Paul's way. And like his, 
he is great at coming off that screen off Aiden and then making a decision. Whether he's going to give it Aiden or he's going to take that shot from the free, uh, three throw line. I'm thinking, yeah, okay, that's that's a great yeah, move. You can do that. Um, yeah. They can do that. He can do that and he's really good at it. But some of the other stuff, like, all right, here's a question for you, Oracle. How hard is it to get into the Hall of Fame? Well, I think once Mitch Richmond went in, I think that sort of uh, meant that anybody can get in now. Uh, he was a guy that was barely a playoff player. You know, he averaged 20 points for a lot of his career on a bad team, and they put him in. So if he's going to get in, anyone can get in. Sneaker, are, are you on the same page? Oh, I'm not as familiar with the, the politics of the the Hall of Fame, nor do I really care, to be honest. But yeah, I'm a bit jack of them. It's kind of like with any sport, they have to hype it up. But there's other players you should be hyping, like yeah, like Bridges. Like he's a goer. He's running up. He's playing both ways. Running up, always solid on the three, keeping a minute, re- rebounding. I tell you what, hasn't Jay Crowder like gone cold shooting? That oh, that happens with Jay. Yeah, that's why he's not a big time, you know, um, big contract guy. He can go wanting. Look, Jay Crowder as well did some, like, there was one time where he just passed it to no one, and he's like, why weren't you there? There was no one within five or six metres of, of where he passed it, and he's, like, looking around going, I'm thinking, look before you pass, mate. You know what I mean? Like, pass it to someone. Don't just pass it thinking someone might be there. Um, he's not as good mm. on the ball as he, you know, uh, he, he's got a bit of sass or whatever, you know, like, he, um, and, and, you know, uh, I don't know vibe about yeah, him, but he doesn't follow it up all the time with good yeah. plays. No, he, he does bring a lot to the table. He yeah. brings toughness. He brings, you know, leadership and all that. Um, yeah, but he can go on a cold streak. That's his only problem. Sneaky, uh, looking at the the way the um, playoffs have gone up to now for the Suns, you know, they first round, they did, you know, they, they cruised through that reasonably easy. Wipe the floor with the Nuggets, uh, you know, missing a big player. Um, the, you know, they're, they're up against a Kawhi-less uh, Clippers. Are the Suns as good as maybe what they think? Yeah, they are. The, right. the, big, the biggest problem is the bench. Like, as we said before, the Sarich minutes were terrible. Right. Absolutely man. terrible. Uh, Payne wasn't the best. Today, but Johnson, he was not doing his job, knocking in. It's been a good series, and I don't think if Kawhi's there, Paul George plays as well because he hasn't before. It's just he, the the second half for George was up there with some of the best performances of the playoffs thus far. I think Sneak the most notable uh, change in the Clippers will be, um, well, would have been in crunch time when the game's close, if Leonard was there, right? So when they're, when they're scooting along and going, well, you know, and George is hitting shots, all well and good. But when the game gets tight, that's when I think Leonard comes, you know, to the top and, and rises and will get them those baskets that they need when the game's back and forth. You know, there's a minute to go, scores are tied. You know, that's when Leonard will show what he can do beyond what they're doing now. Uh, I don't know. Have you got an opinion on that, Oracle? 
Yeah, look, let's not forget that they're missing their starting centre, um, Ibaka, as well. Um, yeah, so, yeah. So they are missing some significant didn't play players. Either. That's right. And Brain he's got a medial, uh, is it a men- tor- meniscus or something like that? A torn meniscus or something? Um, An Embiid. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, th- they are a couple of players down, and I agree with you, Matty. Um, I-, I think if they had him... Um, they do better. But I just want to ask about Leonard. Do you know that he's not telling the team when he's coming back or what his injury is and things? And well, they're told, completely I in the dark. So. Well, we mentioned it. I had my suspicions last week. I said there's something iffy about this because, as I said, I heard banning about terms like ACL, PCL, stuff like that. Like, and that's months. Okay. So I think I think they know he's gone, and they just can't say they can't say he's gone either. I don't know for team morale and to play mind games with the other coaches that he might be playing today. Okay, I've got a little bit of an anecdote then of uh, a little bit of a touch footy story. Uh, oh, not one of these. <laughs> Australian <laughs> Uni Games. So we'd won the we'd won the state title in the university games for touch, and I'll say this in the up front, I was, you know, a, a, a middle player, you know, one of the better players in a Western Sydney um, pub comp, and then went and played with these guys and was on the wing. So I'll tell you something, and not particularly fast. <laughs> so, um, but. I was playing with all these guys that were like state level players and stuff, playing, you know, for the. Um, the big teams and at, at the highest levels, and in the uh, semi-finals, we we won the Australian uh, in the Australian Uni Games and in, in, in the semis, and our best player limped off with about five minutes to go, pretending to pull a hammy, <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh shit, Johnny got injured. We're stuffed. You know, I didn't know. I didn't know what was going on, and then after the game, I'm like, oh. What are we gonna do? Jono's gone, and then and then one of the guys here, Frosty goes, just gives me a wink, goes, "No, nah, don't worry, mate." And I'm like, all right, you know, at the end of the game, turns out it was a wind up um, that they're trying to throw the other best team off uh, coming into this this Queensland team coming into this grand final, and then he miraculously to them turns up and plays, and it was all mind games. Now, so you think he's faking it? No, no, I don't think he's faking it. But I think what you're saying, Pete, about the mind games thing is, why come out and say, no, he's gone. He's gone for three months or whatever. No, you wouldn't. No. Just, it's it's unknown. And and, and because they're not, makes me say, it is. Yeah. So <laughs> there could be doubt. What it is, is putting doubt into the Suns, like, oh, well, is he going to come back now? I don't know. Um I think there could be something to that. That they they know what's going on, but why would you tell your opposition? You know, it's why give them information, why give them ammunition? No, you know. Uh, well, at least he could tell his own coach, though. You know, um, what he's planning on doing. How do you know that he hasn't? Yeah, I don't think you can believe any of the press going around to, about the the Kawhi injury. Yeah. I think um, the physios on the Suns will know. They, they'll have their suspicions. I reckon this has just been banding around. You know, they're not playing, trying to attempt it. I'll tell you what was funny. Did you um, see that piece of commentary 
Yes. <laughs> Kawhi's going He's wild. He's going wild. <laughs> I like that. It's something that's, uh, that's going to make the highlight reel of the year. <laughs> have you guys have you guys ever played for a team where you know you're on the sidelines and your team's doing well and you're just nonplussed? Have you ever felt that way about your team? Well, well I've never really got an injured. No, well, I was going to say, Sneak, oh. in the big game, Sneak, we were never on the bench. Um, <laughs> we were the yeah, guys, the other the guys bench. were cheering. And, and if they weren't cheering, they'll sour grapes because they weren't on the field. Um, I don't know. Uh, look, all I can say is, though, I, I, I found myself rooting for the Clippers. Um, yes. And I never thought I would see the day. Even the Suns, got, the Suns got pretty close. It always felt like the Clippers were going to win. For me, it did anyway, watching it. They got within three a couple of times, but I don't know. It just looked like the Clippers had another gear, and they and in the fourth, they just switched it into gear, and all of a sudden, you blink your eye, they're up by 14 again. Sneak, I'll, I'll tell you Is this. Yeah, sorry, Oracle, I'll tell you this, Sneak. I did have my doubts when... Uh, the flagrant got called on Beverly for um, against uh, Chris Paul. Sorry, Chris Paul, and he oh, hits yeah. he hits the three three throws, and then they get a two five point play, and I thought, oh, here we go, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but then within a few minutes, the um, Clippers have put another seven points on, and I thought, oh, okay, yeah, they're, they're not going to cop some bad calls as uh, being you know a problem. They're you know, they're going to sort of go with that and say, hey, uh, we're here to win this. And I like that. I like that attitude. I thought, no, they well, won't if I, can, if, if I can see Reggie Jackson going nuts, yeah. okay, I don't mind the Clippers winning. Yeah. <laughs> He's the coolest cat in the game. And we think when things are going well, and he put two jams in de- today. Oh, that was great. That was great. After he after he lands two threes in a row, and next, next play is a, a slam. Like... That, he's lifting the whole team. He's lifting George. George yes. should be lifting everyone else. Reggie Jackson is lifting George. He's lifting yeah. the whole team. They yeah. never expected to have him doing what he's doing. No. I mean, he was an afterthought. He was a guy that, you know, is on a minimum deal and everything, just looking for a job. And I mean, that, that jam at, in the start of the game, I, I was jumping up. I was high-fiving the girls. I didn't know what I was doing, but... That was a terrific, you know, um, lifter for everyone. They got off to such a great start, and he was one of the main ones, him and Morris. So, Oracle, is he on a minimum deal? He is. Wow. Imagine imagine if you were able to pick up him instead of an Austin Rivers or something. Yeah, like as a 76er, like, wow. <laughs> like, <laughs> you put Reggie Jackson in the 76ers playing like that. It's exactly wow. what you need. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Twenty points, running around, energy, jamming it in the like, confidence, taking so, the jam. <laughs> yeah. So, so him, and then I know that man didn't get many points today, but he's had his moments too. And but know, these guys played are, excellently. He was too excited today, and he limited his minutes. Yeah, fantastic I, I, coaching. I, I've got new respect for Ty Lue. I thought that um, when he won that um, championship with uh, LeBron, I thought it was, you know, all LeBron. But, it, no, he's really shown this series and this whole playoffs that he knows what he's doing. He's a great well, What about when, he, when he, um, he's getting the matchup of Booker on Marcus Morris? That, yeah, that and, had him 12 points up. 
Straight away. And they're really hunting Booker on the defense. If you notice that, like he's he's um, been found a bit wanting here. Like a couple of games ago, um, uh, what's his name? Stephen A. Smith was calling him the the next Kobe Bryant. Yeah. I think I think if he's defending like this, he's got a long way to go. Oracle on on Booker, he's got all the physical attributes. He's got the mm. will to win. What yeah. what is he missing on D? It's tough to say because he hasn't been a good defender his whole career. I think he's played his best defense this year. Mm. Sometimes when you've got a huge scoring load on the other end, like you just don't have the, the energy yeah. to do it, you know, uh, and that could be it. Um, but, he's playing uh, tough, mate, though. Like, I, oh, I've got he a, is. He's Broken playing tough. Face. Broken nose. you got to hand it to him. You know? <laughs> it's funny, um, his quote, when he threw off his mask last uh, game, he came after the game, he comes out and says, I didn't realise how often you get hit in the head in this game. <laughs> he put it back on. <laughs> well, but, but, you know, that's the same with anything. Like, I, I remember when I, um, you know, y- you're working on a house or something like that and you you, you get a cut on your thumb or you, you get a, you know, you, you break your toe or something like that and you're like, you don't realise how often your whole body gets hit something or br- brushes against something or whatever. Let al- in normal day to day life, let alone in a physical, you know, game in semi, you know, in the finals of the of the conference, you know, in the NBA. Uh, whatever injury you have, you're gonna feel it, you know, and, oh, yeah. and getting it in the face. That's you know, that's uh, that's a, a tough one to have. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd take it easy a bit on Booker after the, the yeah, yeah. It's got it's it's one of those it's one of those. If you had told me I was be having as much fun as I am watching Suns versus Clippers in the conference final <laughs> like yeah. five months ago, you know, I told you you're crazy. Oh, yeah, maybe no. maybe the Suns I'd enjoy it, but the Clippers I couldn't care less about. But now they're playing great basketball. It's intriguing. Very yeah. intriguing. So, well, yeah. Um, my point wasn't um, to to bash Booker. Mine was that I think Ty Lue's really doing a great job trying to yeah. find where his team has an advantage, you know, and and putting his players in a position to have that. So, like when he did that um, that defense, what do you call it? Um, not man, I mean the zone. The zone. And yeah. He's saying because you know his players have been playing so many games, just trying to give them of a rest but i think that the type of zone they played was all about pick and roll defense like they're playing three guys up the top to sort of nullify that a bit and more. it worked but yeah it did. like could so, you, was there was there even a, a pick and roll where paul went to Aiton? i don't think so it wasn't wasn't like oh. before was it we was just getting it all well they the didn't time. even play the double pick today like crowder was crowder didn't have his best game today like he, he really didn't and um yeah, they didn't even play. They didn't even run that double pick that they the high double pick with right. Aiton and Crowder That's to right. get the space. And, and then the way that they used Cousins as well to bring him on when Sarge was there and just let him sort of just be a wrecking ball down there. Dominated. Like, some yeah, some some really nice moves by Ty Luke. Yeah, uh, yeah, very much so. Almost like. Um, how Coach Malone uh, would bring on Millsap against the second team of um, <laughs> the teams that they would be playing against, uh, you know, yes. just play bully ball. Uh, That's exactly what I was thinking. So we talk some bucks? 
Yeah. Uh, if, well, we, if we must. Hey, can, so can, I, can I start somewhere, Sneak? I thought sure. maybe we go through the games. Or Let's do an overall on the Bucks at the overall, winter, and then we'll come back and go I'll through the say, games. I'll just say, I'm not enjoying it. It's stale. Ooh. I'm not enjoying it. Stale series. Especially now that it looks like, you know, Trey Young might be hobbling around for the next game. I've got a question on that on, on, on you, Sneak, from in terms of, you know, morally. Should that referee that got caught up with Trey, <laughs> should he be dropped? He should. Well, I don't know about dropped because it was an accident, but how about a I'm sorry or a handout? Like, you're right, mate. Let's <laughs> just, just have a. The, the referee has to stay out of the play. You know, like, why is he so close to the player? It, it, I understand watching the game and you're focused on the ball and you're focused on everything that's happening, but do you need to be that close? That's what I thought. I thought yeah. maybe not. Oracle? Well, look, uh, it's put a you know sour point on this series because, you know, if... Hawks were all healthy, you know, they could do something. But, yeah, I, I'm with Pete. It's hard to really get into the game when um, you think one team's got no chance, you know. So It just um, looks like Giannis, like, could just win it at any time. And they yeah. and the Bucks haven't even been playing well. They've been terrible from, the, from range. Like, they're not shooting well, well at all. Can I just throw uh, a little, little side thing in there? Middleton hit some threes the other game there, and he was on fire. Yeah, and, yeah, and we in one said quarter. This, yeah. yeah, but we said this weeks ago, or actually maybe all year, that uh, Middleton has to be that closer. He's got to be the guy that takes the shots at the end, not Giannis. And now that Giannis is you know, letting it happen, I, I think they look a little bit better on offense at the end of games. Yeah. You know, because yeah. when it's up to Giannis... It just doesn't work, you know. So I think that they got to stick with that. But you're right. Like, it's not tactically as interesting as the other game. Like, they're not, you know, making different um, positional changes and everything like the other game. It's just coming down to who's hitting their three. So it's not as exciting for me either, Pete. No, yeah. Well, it's just like if, if Trey Young's not hitting them, no, there's no, there's no point in watching, you know. Won't even be close. It'll be a blowout. My, um, okay, Trey being, you know, if he plays, being lob, you know, limping um, and, you know, struggling, that's one thing. But I think um, Bogdanovich as well hasn't yeah. been at his best. Well, he's got that knee problem and he's yeah. not shooting well either. So, so it's I'm almost. Surprised Tony Schnell's not being thrown on to try and. Throwing some threes at some stage in these games. Is it is it the classic you know war of attrition? You know, like um, you know, thinking of the, uh, the the Hawks there. Gallinari has done some good things, uh, and I've been happy to see that. Um, but you know, you look at Bogdanovich being you know partially injured or whatever. A uh, huge part of their offense and. Like when he is fit, he, he he can be a game changer in terms of well, if you're gonna focus on Trey and Bogdanovich is left open in any way or gets himself open, 
It's almost automatic. I'm not. It's not automatic, but it's almost automatic. He, he's not hitting them at the moment. He, he's not. He's rimming them out left, right, and center. Yeah, Gallinari, so, Gallinari's been there probably second best player. He kept a minute the other day. Yeah, and he's yeah. and he's old and slow, but yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's a trier. You, you know, I think, yeah. Sorry, I think it all goes back to what you said at the start, Pete. Where you know the Bucks haven't played well, and now it looks like they're going to win. And it sort of leaves a dirty taste in your mouth that a team is playing that poorly can win. You know, and they're going to be representing, you know, this this Goliath of the East that had all these brilliant teams and stuff that, you know, uh, a, a bad Bucks team is going to be representing us. And um, the only thing I'll say is that uh, I think Giannis, though, despite his, you know, end of game, you know, he's not always that good. He has been, I think, terrific this whole um, playoff. So I'm glad to see him getting some success. But that's it. I'm that's glad it. to see Giannis getting some say. success with the the MVPs and and and, and the Bucks um, rolling the dice and getting Holiday in and you know sticking with the majority of that team there uh, mm. and them getting some success. I like that. Uh, I I like yeah. Giannis. I like I, he he threw up a um, an air ball three there in that last game and made me think. Mm. Oh mate, hey. At least he's having a go, you know. Uh, yeah, two, two from three. Sorry, right. Snake. Yeah. He got two from three last week. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but airball threes must be demoralizing, you know. Like, he's done airball three throws as well, you know. I'll tell you what, if you said that the, the, the player that's had the worst playoffs, everyone would probably say Ben Simmons during his all-star. But, you know, Ben Simmons was given Carl to Chris Middleton. Like for a long time <laughs> because his spend was so bad until that quarter. If Chris Middleton can does that, the Bucks are a whole different beast. They like, are. Yeah. The, 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 like the first game that they dropped, it was like a boxer came out and the the, the heavyweight favourite got hit with a punch in the first round and now it seems like, hang on, he actually can hit me so we better turn it on and just go through the years and dismantle them. It appears that the that the, the Hawks are getting dismantled. Yeah, but I think the Hawks have got a bright future. I can see them oh, being, do. you know, somewhere in the mix for quite a while. You know, because they've got a you lot put, of young you put Hunter in that side. It's a yeah, whole. It's, it's a whole. So do, do you think they'll do you think they'll end up extending John Collins because he wants the max and so, they no, weren't going to do that? I've got, I think. Oh, sorry, I think, um, I think John Collins is as earned himself the next payday, but I don't know if it'll be at the hall. I'll say this about John Collins. I've seen him do things in the games where I'm thinking, wow, this guy is a winner and has that next level of intensity, um, something special about him. But then I've seen him do things where it's like, what are you doing, mate? You know, like um, just bonehead things or, or, or really bad misses and stuff. And I guess it could be fatigue. I don't know. But I don't see him as a max player. Well, I don't see him as a max player on a championship team, put it that way. If you get to spend that money, I think um, a few players' eyes might be turned with how good Trey Young has been playing and like and thinking if you're an elite player or a max type player, thinking, yeah, maybe the Hawks, maybe Trey Young can, you know, when we get to the finals, this 
kid can win them for you, and I want to be part of that, and I can help mm. with that. So, so you might get a few elite players wanting to go there, thinking about Atlanta. Well, who are the the point guards around that can win you a title? Very few. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think Trey Young's one of them. What about you, Simon? Oh, I, I, I've done a complete 180 on him this playoffs. I, I didn't think he had it um, until this playoffs where he's shown that in the big moments, he's there. He loves the big moments, you know. Yeah. He, um, he, he rises to the occasion. He, he, he can control the ball. Like I don't think there's many players in the league that can pass and dribble and just steer a team around like him and then he's got those killer you know three point daggers that he's and floaters that he's just unstoppable so yeah i think he's right up there Pete. you know who's been the biggest letdown for me in the hawks though like we're talking about john collins maybe not performing or whatever one guy the hometown hero comes back lou williams you think about what he used to be able to do has he lost it he he is actually um, historically one of the worst playoff performers compared to the regular season in the history of the NBA. Really? He is really, really bad in big moments. Well. So that's that's why the Clippers got rid of him, was for that reason. I'd let him he go. He never delivers. Yeah. If I know gonna... you're close with Ben Simmons. You should DM that, that stat to him, make him feel a bit better. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I do feel I have I have felt sorry for Ben Simmons this last week. You know, um, there's a lot of talk about him. A lot of people in the street coming up to me, you know, asking, "Hey, Oracle, is there any hope for him? You know, uh, do you want him to play for Australia?" Um, but yeah, I hope he can turn it around. Do you think, Pete, there's a big rumor with? Um, not just CJ McCullum, but maybe you've got, uh, uh, gosh, what's his name? Lillard. The, the point guard. Yeah, Lillard maybe leaving uh, the Trailblazers. Should, should we Would touch you, on that? Yeah. I don't know. Do you want to talk about it now, Matty? Or, uh, yeah, let's ba- let's bank the Atlanta like bucks. It's nothing interesting is happening. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll just say one last thing about the Eastern Conference. Sort of what I expected, a letdown. Um, you know, it's, it's the weaker conference. A uh, lot of blown-up teams, blown-up egos. Uh, you know, the media pumping up the East, and look what they've delivered. Okay, let's move on to um, Lillard. I'll let you have that one. Uh, so what I heard was was that Lillard was given an a, a, a list of coaches from the GM and said, well, this is who we're looking at. And he come out and said, well, out of that list, um, I like um, Chauncey or um, the Kid. or the previous great point guard. Jason Kidd. And, and both of them have had a little bit of, you know, maybe bad things happen off the court in their past. And um, now Lillard sort of fired up saying, well, you know, I got given a list. I, I didn't really know about all this sort of stuff. And I come out saying, well, one of those two. And now I look bad and, you know, what's the organisation put me in that position for? And I can sort of understand that if that's the true, if that's the case. I wonder with, you know, you could say Lillard is a, you know, generational talent. Has the organisation really done all they can 
to maximise his potential in terms of the team they've built around him. You know, is McCulloch the best, you know, second fiddle they could have got for him? You know, is the team set up for him to be his best? Oracle, I might go to you on that. Well, that's been the talk for quite a few years, hasn't it? That um, the team is not right. The balance isn't there. They've got too much um, reliance on offense and not enough defense. Um, so that's been the talk for a while. And, and that Neil O'Shea has made moves. Like every season, he'll bring in new guys and stuff. And it never seems to work. So is it Lillard's fault? Or is it the, uh, you know, the GM's fault? Who knows? Um, the guy's what, 30 now, 31? He's going to be paid like $50 million or thereabouts the next three seasons. Mm. Um, you what, know, they're talking about, they're at okay, a crossroads. They're talking about, oh, they need defense. They brought in Robert Covington. Okay, you know, pretty good move, you'd think, if we need D, mm. bringing you know, Robert Covington. Um, Zach Collins hasn't played. Um, you know, I've, when he was at his best, he was actually a difference maker in in playoff basketball. Uh, is it unlucky? I don't know. They brought in Powell. I thought he played great at, at times. Uh, then again, who knows if, if the if the balance is right. But I think it's a, you know, it probably comes back to the GM. You know, okay, you're going to fire the coach. He's using the players he's got his, at his uh, fingertips, you know, in not a bad way, I wouldn't think. Okay, he had to go. Fair enough. Maybe they need a shake up at the top as well and say, hey, let's have one last go at this and bring someone in who can make some moves to have one last go. Because Lillard's got three years on his contract. Uh, and you would have to think that this this next three years is is going to be the end of his peak of his greatness. Uh, and he must be thinking that too. Yeah. Well, um, Zach Lowe, gave out a couple of ideas. One of his, Matt, was um, trading uh, Lillard for Jamal Murray because <laughs> Jamal Murray might be out for a lot of next season. Jokic is the MVP. Are they going to be wasting a year of Jokic uh, without Murray uh, again? So do they make that move? And they thought probably Denver wouldn't do it because there's such a good bond um, with um, Murray and, um, Jokic. and Jokic. What do you think? I wouldn't do it. Um, purely because I think Lillard in, in offense is a me-first offense player and Jokic is a team-first offense player. So the clear out, let Lillard dribble it out and Lillard... If it was to happen, Lillard would have to change his game and say, hey, maybe I could be even better playing in a team style of, of basketball because he's playing in a Lillard style of basketball. And I think, I personally think he's at his best if you put where he's the number one and you've got all these players around him who can do what they can do. I don't know how he would go with a dominant... Like, if he's going to play with the MVP, that tells you he's the second-best player on that team. How's he going to go as a second-best player? I don't know. I don't don't think his ego would do it. I also think Mm. uh, he's... mm, 
his sass, his his mentality or whatever doesn't fit with the Nuggets. Where you know him and yeah, ugly and boring. Yeah, him and I him and McCullum are like you know tweeting about you know Paul George, you know choking and and tweeting this and tweeting that. And I'm thinking, uh, hey guys, you start tweeting and bagging out other players. Uh, what goes around comes around. Uh, you're going to put yourself in the limelight for uh, people to put you under the microscope. And I don't think the the Nuggets mm, vibe will will work with that. I don't know. See, maybe, uh, it, maybe it will. The team that's led by a Serbian is the most cool and calm and collected on the... That, <laughs> something doesn't sit right about that. <laughs> is he even... I want to see his passport. <laughs> Get a bit of serving, yeah. Well, well, Pete, we grew up around a whole tell, bunch tell, of Serbs and Croatians and whatever. He's, yeah. he, after he shanked those two free throws, you're a choke. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Come on. It's, it's, it's just interesting that, you know, with Lillard maybe available, it's like our three teams that have been reported as teams that are, you know, maybe, <laughs> you know. It's a simulation, man. To make a move. <laughs> it was destined. Look. Oracle and Sneak, if somehow Philly could pull it off to get Lillard and keep him be there with, yeah. you know, others coming and going, that and be yes. Lillard and Bede Harris. He, well, wow. are you going to be able to keep I, I, Harris? I don't know. No, Tybalt. If I was Sixers, I'd say take whatever you want except Embiid. Yeah. You can have whatever you want. Give us Lillard. Oh, we'd have to uh, keep we'll, Matisse. Surely, no. Look, look if, if Matisse gets the deal done, I get it. I'd you make it. the deal. I, whatever it takes. Yeah. You make so you put, to, you put Tobias Harris on there as well on the chopping block. Whoever, whoever, whoever it takes, whoever they want, I reckon. Because you know, Embiid, you don't know how many more years he's got in his prime. Uh, it might just be these next few years. You'll have him and Lillard. You can put whoever you want around those guys. They're going to look like uh, champions around them. Um, I, we yeah. need three. We need three. Like, if you look, Holiday, Middleton, Giannis, over there at Brooklyn, Harden. You know what I mean? Durant, Kyrie. Mm. Like, well, uh, it, it, East is it, going to be hard to get out of. It's the bias. A, a noteworthy three, though? Like, is he good enough to be a third guy? Maybe. Maybe we'll get some John Collins up there at the Wells Fargo. Uh, <laughs> uh, maybe you just did those guys and Seth Curry. He's, a, he's your next best player, I think. Yeah, you're not going to get anywhere with Seth Curry being your third best player. <laughs> uh, I I would actually, I'd actually like to see that move made. They're also talking mm. about um, the Celtics. Uh, Brown, big, big price to prop to um, pay. Is his game and Tatum's? Uh, are they able to take it to the next level? I don't. Yeah. I don't know. I Oracle. I'd almost be willing to roll the dice on that too. Look, it's a great question, Matty, because you know Jalen Brown is younger. He's. Um, you could see him and uh, Tatum being together for the next 10 years or so. But do they gel great? Well, we don't really know yet. You know, we think they're moving in the right direction. But, um, 
man, it'll be a tough move to give up Brown. Um, I'd rather not. I'd rather give them anything they want except for Brown. Um, but I don't think that will get that and done. Tatum. You know? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Let's yeah. no, not go crazy. Because of that saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Out of the three uh, yeah, teams, so, it's, it's the least fit, I, I would uh, say. Yeah. Like, yeah I, so I reckon I, playing Lillard with the, with the big man, like the premier big man, like one of the top two yeah, in yeah. the comp, like that would be more preferable. They'd set him up there with uh, like a uh, what, what? What would you consider Tatum like a dynamite wing? Oh yeah, but you know, and, and he's still young and everything too. He's still growing into his game. And Bede's like the polished product. He is ready. You know, he's, he's ready. ready. Yeah, ready for a championship. Oh man, that would be great if that happens. I, I, I'd say this too. Lillard in the East. Big difference to playing in the West. You know. Uh, um, surely that, you know, he could take it to the next level in the East. Other players have done it, <laughs> trying to get out of the West and go play in the East, um, and they carve up. Uh, yeah, I, I actually think Lillard's wasted at the Blazers. I know he's talked his whole career about, oh, you know, I don't jump around teams like, you know, some of these other guys do, like Paul George does and all that sort of stuff. I think um, he's going to have to suck it up and... Well, he's earned it. Hey, he's yeah. earned it. He's, he's at the stage it. of the career, like yeah. he's put in enough, like enough years. Yeah, no one can begrudge him, like leaving and trying to find find himself a championship. And, team. and it's not as if, if you the did, Blazers... you just don't know basketball that well because to get the amount of service you've got off one player, that's you should shut up. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, and it's not as if the Blazers have um, really done that great by him. In, in what they've done with the team. Yeah. So, probably an, another thing worth mentioning, um, Oracle, you know, if, we, if we're talking off-the-court stuff, uh, yeah. are there any other, you know, coaching-type uh, things that you think are, are worth mentioning at the moment in terms of... Have the players decided who well, their coach is going to be? Um, because I said Chauncey Billups... Has he actually yeah. put pen to paper? Yeah, he got the job. Yeah, so yeah he's it's signed. signed. Yeah, yeah. And all yeah, this stuff's he... blown up. Is there a chance that that won't happen now? Well, I don't know. Like, it is this cancel culture thing. But Sneaky knows a bit more about that. Um, but I don't, I don't know, like, how that's going to affect everything. So they've got Kid, who's got that history, as you said, and, um, and Billups. I didn't even know the Billups one, to be honest. Um, so I don't know. I'll leave it with you, Pete. What do you think? Is that going to keep going? Um, who knows with these things? I'm not a millennial. But um, what are you referring to? Because I thought Billups had got the job. So there was an. What am I missing? Oh, so Billups had a. No, no, no. A, sorry. Sorry, Matt. I thought you were talking about the the backlash of the fans and everything. Yeah. So that's going to. What happened, Sneak? Was um, it came out that there was a. 1997 um, civil suit um, settled out of court um, f- f- with some sort of um, sexual, you know, misconduct thing that happened. Settled out of court, no criminal charges, but that's well, who? Chauncey Billups. Oh, in '97, yeah. Oh, okay. So, uh, and that's come out now. And Portland's a very um, woke 
Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, not to make light of what, you know, might have happened and didn't happen, but you just don't know. You don't know. So, you know, the details, we don't know. We don't know what happened, but more the, um, the you know, the mob mentality of the, of the Portland area, uh, it might not go down well. And maybe they've signed him and maybe they decide that, well, it's not going to happen now or something might change. Um, mm. That's what's happened, Sneak. So oh, okay. I, I'm actually thinking, you know, reading between the lines, that might not all be done and dusted. Fair enough. Know. Yeah, well, that definitely might throw us better in the works. Have the uh, have the Celtics picked anyone yet, Oracle? Yeah, the Celtics have gone for a guy, and I don't know a lot about him. Um, he he was he's a, currently he's an assistant coach with the Brooklyn Nets. His name is Imi Adoka. Right. He used to play for um, the Spurs, so he, he played in the league for seven years. But and he, he was assistant coach with the Spurs. He's been with the Sixers as well under with Brett Brown. So he's uh, got a lot of experience from Brett about how to coach. And um, and they reckon he's like a like a Brad Stevens style of coach in coaching, you know, so like a, a player-friendly sort of coach, you know, modern sort of coach, so, and a defence first, so I don't know much about him outside of that. Yeah, okay. Uh, other thing probably worth mentioning about their um, oracle is the lottery. Yeah, so we had our um, draft lottery um, the day after our last broadcast, and Pete, um, Detroit's got the number one pick, and um, they're going to be probably taking Cade Cunningham, who's a six foot eight point guard who can shoot threes and currently is a great, great player. So, um, so he's he'll, he'll be a guy that uh, I'm sure Detroit will love, and then um, after that, I guess we should say that um, Oklahoma. I'm happy about this. They got the worst possible pick they could get, which is pick six. Oh, Um, Oklahoma. After all that tanking and all that, you know, stay home, good players, you know, we're just going to lose. They got pick six, you know, which is great. Um, Minnesota lost their pick to Golden State. So in that trade for Wiggins, um, Golden State picked up that extra pick, which would be a seventh pick. And the other one is that Toronto jumps right up into the fourth spot. So, um, yeah, I guess they're the most notable things there. Um, and I reckon that it's about five or six guys that are really, really good in this draft. And then there's a bit of a drop-off after that. So just to go through, you've got Detroit first, then Houston, Cleveland, Toronto, Orlando, Oklahoma, Golden State, then Orlando, another one, Sacramento, New Orleans, Charlotte, San Antonio, Indiana, and then Golden State. So that's the um, that's going to be the lottery. So is it considered a couple of weeks? Is it considered a strong draft? Well, you know what? The last couple of drafts, they thought, oh, it's all right, but it always turns out to be better, doesn't it? These guys that are like later down, you know, in the draft, seem to be turning out to be a lot more um, ready for the NBA than they've ever been. So they've set us the top like five or six heavy draft, but you never know these days. I I think. Um, Definitely at the top, there's a lot of like uh, wing players and point guards and stuff that are going to do well. Um, so we'll wait and see. They reckon Kate Cunningham, like I said, is number one 
Um, they've got this guy, Evan Mobley, who's a seven-footer who can shoot threes and handle the ball quite well. Reminds people of a Kevin Garnett, like as a second pick. Oh, that's they've got right. Jalen Green. Yeah. They've got a Jalen Green is a shooting guard who um, they reckon is one of the most athletic players I've ever seen. and might be the most talented out of everybody, um, but he's got a bit more to go with his um, feel, you know. Um, and then they've got guys like Jalen Suggs, who's an out-and-out winner. That's another point guard at 6'4". Um, and uh, Jonathan Kaminga sort of rounds out the tops. And, and Scotty Barnes, they're the ones to watch out for. They're, and they're wings that can do everything as well. Just had so, a quick look um, at Cade Cunningham. Reminds me a little bit of Terence Howard in the look department. So for what that's worth... Uh... I'm saying, I'm oh, Terrence Howard, the uh, actor. Oh, yes, the actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, hey, uh, apparently the um, the Timberwolves have come out saying they want Ben Simmons badly. Really? For who? Yeah. <laughs> Russell. Well, it's Would unclear. Would you take that? No. Nah. Would you take Russell? No. Nah. Would you take Anthony Edwards? Oh, for sure. Snake? That would. Of course. I don't think it bead would sanction that. You don't think so? No. He wants a product. Like, he thought Ben Simmons, he was, you know, he gave Ben Simmons a, a, the, the chance to develop. He didn't develop. You want Embiid to run the risk of having... They're, they're talking about D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley package, but I, I just can't see uh, Embiid going there. <laughs> no, Embiid's, a, Embiid's Hollywood. You need someone of a certain calibre to... You probably, there's probably two different dining tables to, in the in camp, too. There's probably one for Embiid and the, and the kids sit at the other table. See, makes me think, if they're throwing up, oh, we want uh, Simmons badly and we're willing to give you D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley, do you really want him that bad? <laughs> They're bargain, they're bargain hunting. They're you know they're, they're vultures. They're trying to swoop in on the carcass. If that's of the ben best Simmons. deal, if that's the best deal, I'm running it back with Ben Sneak. No, I'm I'm sitting. I'm giving I'm giving the process a call and say, oh, look, like a live cam in the gym of uh, Ben Simmons practicing his three point. Uh, sorry, his, his jump shot mm. the whole time and free throws. But here's the thing, uh, you know. Is he that bad on the jump shots? Because he doesn't take him. <laughs> how, how do we know? <laughs> I know he's know bad at shooting like... three throws. Like, I'm talking jump shot. He used to be able to hit him. He used to take him. But what he he's got to do is he hit doesn't a... shoot. He's just got to hit a mid-ranger, doesn't he? And a hook yeah. shot. I mean, that's really all he needs. But he's just so scared to get fouled or whatever. He doesn't even want to dunk. I don't know, Pete. I think if they're throwing up that as their best deal, I don't know what the um, I don't know what the Sixers can do. You know, they've got to go all in for Lillard. They've got to give him everything because I, I don't think Simmons is going to do anything that um, Embiid's going to be happy with. They're not going to get any deal for okay, him. Okay, if you're a Portland fan, fan, and you got Ben Simmons, Tobias, and Tobias Harris, Harris, and oh, that should do it. Change. Um, well, yeah, for Lillard. Well, really. So, yeah. would you be happy with Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons if you're a um, Portland fan? They need to give me a lot of picks as well. They need to give me all their picks as well, I think, for that. Yeah. 
Um, at least. And, and if that was happening, I'd almost be thinking, you know, maybe give that one season. But, you know, McCullum, uh, you know, uh, the, the big fella, um, the big Bosnian. Nurkic. 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 All those guys would be on the chopping block, man. Well, you never know. Like, because if, if Dame wants to go, that changes just as much as Ben having a bad um, playoffs. Yeah. If Lillard wants to go, well, that changes things as well. Yes. If he wants to go and, like, they can't keep him there, they have to entertain a kind of trade. And then the, then you get into, like, will, will Denver give up um, Murray? Nah. Or will Boston give up Brown? Nah. What if there's two no's? Yeah. So now mm. Portland are desperate. they got a guy who doesn't want to stay. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, they can't have him there because, you you know, basketballs, he'll just tank the whole season. He doesn't care. He wants to force through his trade. They all get it. They all they all get their own way eventually. Could All the superstars. Could the master maneuverer, LeBron James, figure out a way to get him mm. to the Lakers? AD? You know, how, you know how Stephen A. Smith is like a L.A. mark, right? right? Yeah. He says... That they're offering, and they can get it done with uh, Schroeder and Kuzma. You're kidding! <laughs> and what, I know. And, and, and I know. <laughs> I know. I know. But uh, you know, Stephen A. You know, he loves those two players. You know, uh, but yeah, I don't. I don't think LA's got what it takes to get him. You know, um, okay. but you never know. These agents, you know, they make it happen. So then, throwing another idea out there. Is there a way the Knicks could make it happen? Well, see, I have heard that they'd be interested, but they'd have to give up all their team pretty much to get him, and then he's going to be on a losing team, you know? So I just don't think it's going to work. Mm. It, seems like know, Philly, like, it seems like Philly is the only one. Like, what about that's right. what about Indiana? No, nothing there. Well, Brompton and, and he wouldn't want to go there. Go there, like no, it, exactly. No. So, Pete, I think you might be buying a Damien Lillard jersey next year. Well, it definitely, it, it'd be, it would be a miracle if they, if they could, and it would be, uh, I'm sorry to the to the 76ers fans, like, an, an, an apology for the last three three years and a bit. Of, of what, and, 10 years? When were they 10 how, years? It was terrible. How... How pumped would they be having Lillard and Embiid on their team? Philly fans would love it. Yeah, yeah, they would. They're too good, and like, and it's completely over the other side of the country. So if Ben Simmons wants to run away and <laughs> get as far That's away right. from Philly as possible, you can't right. really pick a, a better place to go. <laughs> but um, it'd be funny. It'll be it'll be a miracle, and it'd be some of the. Most inter- it would be one of the more interesting moves we've seen recently, but you never know. He's probably going to end up at Brooklyn. They're going to have a big five. <laughs> they'll, maybe they'll do it a somehow. Big five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, imagine that. Uh, so okay, maybe starting to think about wrapping it up, gents. Uh, what yeah. are we thinking uh, coming up? Are, are we thinking the Bucks Hawks series is over? Yeah. Oracle? Yeah, I'd say so. I'd say so. The the injuries are just too 
insurmountable, I think, for the Hawks. Okay. Sad, so then true. if we're going to focus on the Suns then and the Clippers, uh, seeing the Clippers um, doing what they've done today, can they do it again on, um, in, what, what will it be, three days' time? Oh, I don't see why not. I mean, remember, one of the games that Phoenix won, they won with that uh, that amazing play, that, that tip in there, that yes. tip dunk. And so it could have quite easily been two all. And I think um, I think they can do it. I mean, it's not going to be easy to, to win all those games in a row. But, man, I'm crossing my fingers. I, I think they can do it. Snake? Oh, as I said before, I still reckon it'll go to seven. Yeah, I think the Clippers will get this next one, and in that game seven, um, anything could happen. But I'm still tilting towards the Suns. Like, I'm the Clipper. The Clippers are riding their luck a bit, like when it comes to getting yeah, behind and yeah. catching up and getting behind in the count and the series as yes. well. So you know, or, as we all know, luck can come back to bite you on the ass. I'm gonna eventually. throw. I'm gonna throw a long shot out there. Um, the Clippers will win the next game. Chris Paul will get, and they'll be behind by a ten. The Suns at some stage, and Chris Paul will get injured, and will won't be able to play full strength in the game. I seven never like it lose. when you do that, man. I never no, like you predicting injuries. Like I'm predicting Chris Paul <laughs> because he won't. Could you imagine a future Hall of Famer? The point guard. You're talking about Chris Paul. Yeah. Playing against a team with their best player out and losing in the Western Conference Finals, he can't go out without getting injured for his reputation. We've said it, we've said it so many times, Matty. You know, it's not really much of a prediction for him to find a way to lose. You know, that's what he's done all his career. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. Wow, you, oh, had him, yeah. you had him as your MVP like a couple of weeks ago. Oh, come on, <laughs> he did. <laughs> All right. You were talking about him in the MVP. Oh, Pete. You were. God, it's, it's a week's a long time in basketball ball in the LeBrant house. It is. Wow. Turn it on in B. Turn it on. You know, only one team can win. You know, only a roster of 12 players can win it like every year. This if you don't. It's such a massive thing in the bread. Bread, bread winners, eh, boys? I, I'm going to say this as well, that whoever wins this year, there'll be an asterisk next to it. You think? Yeah. Why? Because of the 72 games? 72 games um, the, and the compactness of the games. I don't think there's that I can think of in my basketball memory there being an end to a season with so many injuries of so many key players. Um, and I think that's um, a result of this um, season, you know, with the compactness of the season and the amount of games these guys are playing. I think that there'll be a little asterisk there and say, um, you know, it was almost a Stephen Bradbury moment, whoever I don't wins. know. I don't know about that. I, I understand what you're talking about with the injuries, but the standard of basketball has been pretty high. Standard's high, Pete, but I'm just saying right. that the, the, there's, a about with... there's a Bradburyness about it. There's a Bradburyness about it. If you win it and, like... If you've gone through the playoff series with yeah. some of the performances of George and Durant and Trey Young, and you've won it, I think it. I think no asterisk. Well, look, I think at the, by the end of the series, how about but by the end of the playoffs, we will 
count up all the players that haven't played, and we'll, and we'll go through the list, or have played injured, significantly injured, and we'll we'll list those players, and you might change your mind on that. I don't think I will. Okay. See. Oracle? I don't think I will. Well, look, let's not forget that uh, Toronto won against um, uh, the Warriors when the Warriors had nobody, right? And we don't really think about that one as an asterisk. I do. I reckon you're thinking, oh, I don't know. I, I, no, I've got asterisks up everywhere. Champion all this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think you think of the asterisks because Jamal Murray. I reckon that's yeah. why. Yeah, yeah, he's hurting. No, okay, but you, I, I but, think, but you look at the the at Brooklyn, for example. You know, uh, you you look at uh, even the Lakers. You know, weren't at full strength. You look at uh, the Celtics. You know, they, they, every team has had significant loss. The Clippers. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. Embiid wasn't right well, towards the end of yeah, the, but, that series. You know, um, you could say Maddie. You could say Maddie that you know these teams that survived. You know, despite having such a hard season, yeah, like, yeah. you know, like, like um, uh, you know, guys like Giannis was playing less minutes and things throughout the season to try and be fresher at this time of the season. You know, so yeah. you know, uh, so sometimes you just got to you know hats off or whatever, yeah. than rather than making excuses. I think so. Now I'm not putting an asterisk. I don't think. We'll see. Come the end of the season, see what happens. Um, if Chris Paul wins it, I definitely will have an asterisk up. Yeah, that, that's when I will. If Chris <laughs> Paul wins it, I'll say, yeah. yeah. I say that they beat Lakers without Davis. They beat Nuggets without uh, Murray. They beat without uh, Kawhi. Yeah, that's when I'll bring it out. Other than that, no. no thank, thank you. Uh, Sneaky, you got anything else, mate? Uh, nothing much. Just um, tomorrow's game. Is it on tomorrow? Yeah, there's a game tomorrow. The Hawks. Yeah, I was got the hope for is a bit more of a crazy eye Bobby Portis action. Okay, and, I um, like Bobby Portis. You've actually, um... oh, I, like, I like him when he's going nuts. Oh yeah, yeah. Something about <laughs> those him. eyes. I do like. Him. Um. Anyway, nah. But apart from that, yeah, it's all Suns Clippers for me at the moment. Oracle. Yeah, same as Pete. I'm looking forward to that series. And one other thing, Matty, I've heard a little bit of talk about Porter Jr. Is he going to get the max? If he does get the max, um, that means your guys are going to be playing with a bunch of um, minimum contract guys and those three is your big three. So I'm interested to see what happens with that. Yeah. You'll be playing with a bunch of compadres. I'll I'll do some research before the next show, Oracle. Is there any... um... Time frame on when they have to make a decision on that. So the, I think they've got to get it done um, before the start of the season if oh, they're really? going to do it, because and, and another team could offer him the max and he could go. You know what I mean? I think there's there's something like that too. So um, would there be a team that offered him the max? I don't know. Would you? Um, would you? Matt? Would Would Atlanta? If J- JC wants the max and you said no. Nah, you don't want to give it. Would you put the max on Porter Jr.? Could you imagine Porter Jr. and Trey Young? Ooh. You know they're best friends. You know they're best friends, those two. Are they? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. We've got to get worried here, Matty, or what? Oh. Tell me, someone's got to be thinking that. If you're going to give the max in that spot, why wouldn't you take a punt on the, on the young kid that could be anything with a... Oh, I don't know. I think that might... I think that would turn people's heads. 
So, so then, then think about it. Then you're trying to hide. Well, the way things are now, you're trying to hide two players in crunch yeah. time in defence. Uh, but you know, maybe they're leading by twenty. Is still young. Yeah, he can improve his defence. He could. He could. He could. That's the risk. But you got Hunter too next next year as well. So you've got a you've got a key defender. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. It's definitely food for thought. Well, Sneak, with those yeah. two there, they could be thinking, you know what? We're going to score 150 a night, try and keep up. Well, yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. And um, it all comes down whether if he can get the max. Mm. And I could I, I can imagine a team having a crack. Puts Stamper in a tough spot, doesn't it? It certainly does. Mm. Certainly does. Because oh, well, what? They, look, another good, team's got a match, right? The offer from. That's um, right. Yeah. Well, well, they can make an offer, and then Denver would have to match it, I think. And so, what happened with um, Gordon Haywood? He was in a similar situation, and Utah said to him, "Okay, well, if you get the max from somewhere else, we'll match it." And he didn't like that. He wanted to be offered the max straight up, not as an afterthought, or not if like as an emergency, you know. And so when Boston gave it to him, he said, I'm out of here, right? You guys didn't give it to me first. And I don't know. That, that's how they ended up losing him. I, I hope that that doesn't happen to Porter Jr. Well, you know, giving him the max is a gamble. Whoever decides to do it, it's a gamble. The guy can shoot, uh, and he's tall, and he's athletic, but he does have some... Hang, tra- hang on. Didn't you call him the new Durant? Could be. Could be. Durant numbers. Could be. I have a long memory, my Brants. Yeah. I have a long, long memory. Could be. <laughs> All right, but gentlemen. I'd be yeah. a bit worried about that. Yeah. Well, hey. It's, it's a good spot to leave the show. Put it this it? way. Let, We've all got something to worry about. about this. We've all got Cliff something hanger. to worry about. you got a max player, but, Sneaky, on your roster that no one thinks is... Is worth a quarter of what he's being paid. Um, the Celtics are in a little bit of disarray where they've uh, the coach has been bumped out. Mm. They got a new coach. Uh, they bombed yeah. this year. Uh, what are they going to be next year? Uh, and the Nuggets have got this contract situation they're worried about. So, um, and, and their second best player being out for the majority of next season. So, yeah, everyone's got their is, problems. Isn't it great? Isn't it great that we're still able to do Celtics, Denver, and Sixers talk when they're not even playing? Yeah, we still managed hey, to do it. You could all. Hey, we, we haven't even talked about is Paul Millsap going to get re-signed? Um, <laughs> we might talk about that next season. Um, that's a, next that, week. That's, for the, that's a that's big for the one. Subscribers paid content. Yeah, you have to you have to subscribe <laughs> to, to hear our Millsap coverage. Yeah. <laughs> all right, gentlemen. Thank you very much. It's all been right, a good man. show. Thanks, Petey. Thanks, Matt. Then, all right. Okay, so we're going to come back with a little bit of uh, more... Uh, we'll hear a word from our sponsors, then we'll come back with some more uh, funky, cool music, eh? Here we go. To NBR. 